everybody, welcome back to this month's podcast. It's December, it's Christmas time. I hope you guys are staying safe. Um, and yeah, just hope you guys are staying safe. Um, today I figured since it is the month of Christmas and since it is a rough year, I have decided to come on here and just talk about um, what Christmas means for me. Um, I'm just kind of doing this off the cuff, so we'll see what happens. Uh, For many people, Christmas is about giving and receiving gifts. Um, And to be completely honest, for the majority of not the majority of my life, but, um, it wasn't really until about when I was 10 that I really understood what Christmas was about, um, and I I realized it wasn't about the gifts, and it wasn't about the candy, and it wasn't about the trees, and the lights, and the fun, fun times, it was about, um, Jesus Christ about my savior and (laughs) like the Christmas story is embedded in my brain forever it's a young um Mary gets pregnant with Jesus obviously and um she's like well kind of freaking out because she's not married and um she is, like, kind of engaged, but she's betrothed to Joseph, and so Joseph is like, well, I'm just gonna quietly put you away, and, like, you won't have any shame or anything, it won't be a bad situation, I'm just gonna not marry you, and then obviously God comes to Joseph and is like, yo, dude, actually marry him, it's, the kid is from me, which is kind of awkward in a way, but, um, (laughs) Mary was, like, 14, possibly younger. 14 or 15. Um, (laughs) and it was, it's so weird, because it's like, of course Joseph isn't going to want to marry someone who's pregnant with someone else's child, because, like, sure, he was probably freaking out. Um, and it's just like, whoa, dude. I don't know where this is going, but you know what? I'm just going to talk. Um, but, like, could you imagine how Mary would have felt? Like, <laughs> just had to talk to Joseph and be like, so, I'm pregnant. What do I do? And then Joseph's just like, well, I don't want to marry someone who's pregnant. Like, that would be that would be a very awkward phone call. But, um, yeah, I realized that Christmas isn't about the gifts. Uh, Like, that's a benefit, obviously, but it's about Jesus' birth. Um, And I'm doing something special for my YouTube channel this um, Christmas, and I'm really excited. Um, (laughs) But... I can't really share with you guys what it is because 
some of my listeners are going to be a part of that. They don't know that yet, but some of them are. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> when, when Jesus is born, um, it, it's a representation of well, of his human side. He had to be born from a woman. Um, And, like, sure, he wasn't necessarily conceived in a normal way, but um, he was still born uh, born of a woman, and he still had very human parents, and even though he was only technically technically hear me out even though he was only technically related to Mary like Joseph was still his earthly father um and the thing that gets me so weirded out is like Jesus was fully God and fully human like he knew he knew (laughs) part of me part of me wonders if he knew that he came down to earth when he was a child like and he knew he was gonna die on a cross like if he was three (laughs) like I wonder how some of the conversations went with his with his parents and be like mommy um so I'm gonna die on a cross one day is that okay like I'm just (laughs) what what would Mary and Joseph do Anyways, I find that kind of funny, but it's also, like, no one talks about... Okay, so, it's... Jesus is talked about, obviously, in the whole New Testament, like, yeah, that's kind of a big deal, um, but it's Jesus' birth, and then it's when he was, like, 12, I want to say, when he was at the temple. I think he was 12. Um, and then he's just, like, 30 something so you would think that people would come up to Jesus and be like so um like in his teenage years after the temple incident like so do you think like like I always thought that wouldn't he have to deal with like people talking to him about relationship stuff and just because he had friends when he was a kid, I'm sure. And so you would think people would come up to him and be like, so I want to tell, I don't know why, I'm like, okay, Jacob. I'm just going to use Jacob as an example. Like, I want to tell Jacob I like him, but I don't know if he likes me back. Jesus, what do you think I should do? <laughs> it's like, do you think he would have said something like, well, I don't think Jacob's the right person for you, but I have someone special picked out for you. Like, he's going to be the most perfect person that you could ask for and it's just like what do you think like what do you think some of the conversations would have been like with teenage jesus like come on man that 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 would have been so weird my opinion um but then you go like later on like do you think like okay say when james was born because james is younger than jesus um say when james was born if, if he, like, snuck out of the house, what do you think Jesus would have done? Like, if Mary said, James, did you sneak out of the house last night? 
and 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 James is just like no and Jesus is like mom he did I'm sorry I'm sorry James but I had to I can't lie you know this like obviously he was a perfect kid literally a perfect kid because he was God so like that's just I don't know that just weirds me out because it's so weird to think about I don't know what was Jesus like when he was a teenager like honestly what was he like when he was a teenager I I will never know so if you guys have any like ideas obviously he was very knowledgeable and as he was growing he grew in the favor like of other men and obviously he grew in the favor of God because it, it says that and he matured and he grew in the favor of the Lord and I don't know I just find it so weird like honestly what do you think he would have been like in his teenage years um yeah it just kind of blows my mind but it brings us back to Christmas to Jesus's birth he was born for a very specific reason um, and that specific reason was to die on the cross for our sins. For your sins, for my sins, for your friend's sins, for your mom and dad's sins. Every- he was born to die on a cross for the world and its sins. And, man, I don't know. It's just, I could go on and on about this, but... The song, Mary, Did You Know, comes to mind. And every single time I hear that song, it's so, like, yes, she knew. But she didn't know the cost. She knew her son was going to be born to die on a cross for the world's sins. She knew that he was the Messiah. She knew that, that um, the world would hate him then crucify him and then grow to love him and she knew all these things but then like I never thought really like the toll it would have taken as his mom the toll it would have taken on Mary to be Jesus's mom I don't know I just I can't think about it because it's she was She probably heard a lot of the town's talk um, about Jesus and how, like, she probably heard all the gossip. And she was probably part of the gossip. Not, like, contributing. Like, she wasn't saying anything. Well, I don't know. She might have. But, like, she was possibly a topic. Because, obviously, they knew Joseph and being like, oh, that's the carpenter's kid. That's Joseph's kid. Like, you would think Mary would be associated with that. And, um, I don't know. It was a very different time. But when Mary went to, um, Zechariah and Elizabeth's house, um, when the angel first came to them, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, oh my goodness, was about 
I want to say six months pregnant, six or seven months pregnant, um, with John, and Mary was, um, pregnant with Jesus, obviously, but the interesting thing about this is Elizabeth spent the first five months of her pregnancy in isolation, um, because she was a lot older, there could have been a lot of different medical things, like, it's just, it's kind of unheard of to have a very old person like Elizabeth and Zechariah to have a kid, um, but obviously with God anything is possible, um, (laughs) but, um, so she's, I didn't know this until, like, recently, she spent the first five months in isolation because she was probably worried about miscarrying, miscarrying, um, in the first couple months, um, and she was probably just worried about all the talk, because obviously she was an older lady, and so, um, there was just a lot of stuff medically that could go wrong, um, and so she wanted to be kept private as much as possible, but that also brings to the table, like, the question of once, really once the Christmas story is quote-unquote over, um, and when Jesus is born, you don't really hear anything about Zachariah and Elizabeth, really, and then obviously the Bible doesn't include everything in, because like it says, it could fill up the entire world with all the information of what Jesus did, and so they don't include everything. Um, but you kind of just, they kind of just skipped when John and Jesus are adults, and at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, John is out in the wilderness baptizing and proclaiming the coming of the Messiah, and he's the last prophet of the um, old covenant, the covenant before Jesus comes. Um, and it's obviously been some time. It's been about 400 years since a prophet has come to the people of Israel. So they're probably, um, <laughs> they're probably wondering, like, okay, so is this actually going to happen? Because they hadn't heard directly from God other than the priests and stuff. Um, but they haven't had a prophet directly from God, um, in over 400 years. So, God sends John to proclaim to Israel and be like, so he's, he's gonna come, so you better get ready because he's coming. Um, but you never hear, so, okay, when Jesus starts his ministry, he's about 30, maybe... 28-ish, um, but we're gonna go with 30, because he, he, um, he's in ministry for approximately three years, um, and it's, I don't remember where it says, but I'm pretty sure it says somewhere, obviously, if you guys know me in person, correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to fix that if I am wrong, um, but I'm pretty sure it's approximately 30 to 33, Um, and John is just a couple months older than Jesus, so he's 30, 30 and a half, um, by the time Jesus starts his ministry, and so, 
when he's baptizing and when he's baptizing Jesus, um, when Jesus comes to John and is like, hey, can you baptize me? He's like, dude, I can't, I shouldn't even untie your sandals. Like, let alone, I'm <laughs> baptize you, but you know what? You're the boss, whatever you say. Um, and that's like Jesus' first public appearance, if you will, um, into his ministry. So, I don't know, I could go on and on about this, y'all, but Jesus' ministry and life from, from his birth in Jerusalem to his beginning of the ministry to his death on the cross to his resurrection to his ascension it shows us the essentials and in all four of the gospels they write somewhere um something like this he did many more works so numerous it would um I don't remember the exact words, but so numerous, um, it could not be fit into a single book. But these are written out so that you may believe. So that you may believe. I find it so astonishing that God gifted each of these authors of each of the different parts with knowledge and um, and wisdom to be able to write down the exact accounts um, from their perspective, from other people's perspective, from a crowd's perspective, to help others later on down the road believe in Jesus Christ. And as I've gotten older, uh, I said this kind of in the beginning, as I've gotten older, um, I've stopped focusing on receiving gifts. I will say, because of the great, great, I know it's so cringy, but I'm about to say it, the great, great gift God has given us through Jesus, which is eternal life, if you believe and accept him, I am able to give silly notebooks and silly stuffed animals and silly card games to my family, to my friends, and to my loved ones, because... It represents the gift God gave us and the joy God gave us. But unlike a Christmas present that maybe the joy lasts only a few weeks or even a few days, God's eternal gift of Jesus Christ dying and being buried and being resurrected, it shows God's grace to us and it shows us that that we are given a choice that we are given a choice of either life or death and if you choose life 
I will tell you right now, that does not mean all your problems will go away. If anything, your problems will get worse. But if you choose life, you will have this hope, this this well this hope that you can continue and this peace in the storm and and this unmistakable gratitude for what you have right now i know that can be kind of difficult but believe me if you have Christ in your life, your situation might not get better right away. But believe me, you will be able to push forward and continue. Continue. Just continue your simple life. Your job at a fast food restaurant, your schooling, you will just be able to continue going. Because you have the strongest weapon that is available to us. And the thing is, it's free. There's no strings attached. You just have to say yes. And you have to be willing to to let God use you in any way that he see fit. Whether that that means you're going to go across an ocean to France or Indonesia or Africa or, or maybe you're just going to go across the country to California or Chicago or Virginia or Texas or, or you get to stay in your little, your little circle of your community and you get to witness to people that, that you work with, that you go to school with. But... Once you accept Christ, you will not regret the decision. Believe me, you will not regret it. And, um, no matter what, God will use whatever you're going through to help you out in the future. God will use your depression, your anxiety, your suicidal thoughts, your, your, um, <laughs> you're getting fired from your job your grades are like you're failing your classes and God will use this to maybe teach your kids one day to help you help your kids one day or to help you help another classmate or coworker or friend or family member God will always use what you're going through for his good for his will. So no matter if you're failing English or if you're just drawing randomly, God will use that. God will use your gifts and your talents and he will mold you to the way he see fit. He sees fit. You just have to be willing to be molded. Don't be dry clay. Not yet. Let let God use you. Because God will use you. Anyway, folks. Sorry this is a bit longer, but I figured it's very, very important to get this across. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing Christmas. 
and you will hear from me in 2021. That's so weird to say. Um, yes, 2020 has been crazy, but I hope you guys are staying safe and you can get through this. You can get to the end of the year and we can begin a whole new chapter. A whole new chapter. Thank you guys for tuning in and supporting me. Um, I'll see you guys later.